I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of what? The Private Parts Podcast. There we go with Charlie Simpson. Here we go. You know, I I was talking about this the other day. You know, the most successful people in life typically have to sacrifice something. And that's either health, family, friends, whatever it is. And and is that right? You know, there's an amazing story. And I think I've spoken about it before on this podcast is I met this guy. And if I have what I met this guy who was working at JP Morgan, killing it, right? Just earning fortunes. Uh, and he just wasn't happy, right? So it's sort of similar to you. And he went away to Thailand, got on a, a coach in Thailand. And he was sitting there and this American guy got on. He's like, oh, God, I just don't want to talk to anyone. Guy spotted him, came to the coach on the uh, back of the bus, sat next to him and started talking to him. And he was like, hi, how are you doing? Trying to be being a bit monosyllabic. The guy said, you, what do you do? And he says, oh, I work at JP Morgan. The guy says, uh, you don't seem that happy. Are you happy with the life? And he goes, do you know what? I don't think I am. And he says, well, change it. And he says, what do you mean? He goes, well, do the rocking chair technique. When you're 90 years old, sitting in your rocking chair, are you going to be happy with what you've done in your life? Well, exactly right. Yeah, and he said, if you're exactly not changing right. it, he came back to the it's UK, so he quit his job. He set up a company called Change Please, which he gives coffee. That's so interesting. By, yeah, served all, all homeless here. He only employs homeless people. And it's an amazing thing that actually, look, we, we are driven from an early age. Who is this wise American that just came on? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need one of those. He guys. had a coat. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda. He has a bag of hands or something like okay. he, was, he was quite little, he was very wrinkly. He was, he was green. He was green with weird ears. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's true, dude. But we, 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 I, my issue is this, right? And look, perhaps. Perhaps we can speak from a fortunate position where uh, we have a roof over our heads, we, yes. we have food. Incredibly we, privileged. We're incredibly privileged, yeah. right? But, but we, are, we are driven this narrative that success is about financial gain and that, that's all it is. Yeah. And if you're not being a doctor, a lawyer, a top musician, an actor, you know, all these things, that, then you're not succeeding. And that's just not the case. Yeah. And there's, as we get older, we realise There's definitely that. a shift happening, I feel. I feel like it is slowly starting to move a little bit. Yes. The younger generation are not as fixated on wealth. Yes. There seems to be more of a focus on like being in nature. And I yeah. disagree. I think it's going heavier into that. Do you? I, yeah. I, I'm starting to see... But in the younger generation. The younger generation so. are, are less than, definitely than we were. 100%. No. I mean, I feel like we were in the right, in the sort of... Eye of it. Eye of, eye of, eye of the storm. capitalist storm. Yeah. You know I, mean? I would actually disagree. I think we were in the eye of like, okay, I think our, it still is, but I think our generation was about how cool you were and that was your currency in terms of being teenage stuff and being cool was about how hard you partied and who you were kissing at the time and stuff like that. And actually now I think that shifted a little bit more. It's, it's more about success. Okay, and when you say you success, you mean money? 
I think money or followers or um, whatever it may be. That's why you have all these young YouTubers just, know. you know, and people aren't drinking as much because they look bad for social media because that's why they do. So actually I worry a bit. I think it's more about success. I could be wrong. but, but I think that's very dangerous. I think it's so dangerous, dude. I think, imagine you back in the day that Heide was with social media. Oh, I mean, I can't imagine that. Like... You would have you'd, uh, mi- I millions, know. millions and millions and millions and millions. I know it would blow your brain. I know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's another huge shift in in um, and I just think yeah, social media is can be so toxic and so dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, I worry about my kids going onto it. It can be good. There's lots of for for all these things, there are good sides. It's the same. Do you any, know what I mean? Any human creation, it can be so great. But oh, exactly. It can also be so yeah. bad at the yeah, same time. Classic, classic humans. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. So, so you you make the decision to leave Bussard. That is uh, wild in anyone's sort of mind, but you did it to, to make yourself happy and that's what you want to do, which is a courageous thing to, to choose. You then have this sort of period where, did you have, again, that naivety perhaps kicks in where you're like, well, I've had success. Only thing I've really had already is success. Did you think straight away, well, I'm going to have success? No, I didn't. I didn't think that. And I thought that I went into it not uh, expecting that and that not being something that I needed because, you know, it wasn't about that for a start. Um, but I That's, again, so unique. Yeah, but I I feel like it was a unique set of circumstances because you've got to... Remember, I was going off to do something that was a million miles away from Busted in a completely different universe. Um, so it wasn't as if I was like, oh, I want to go and be a solo artist. It's like, I want to go and do this thing which is completely different and which is going to have its challenges for people to accept this for a start. And that was my challenge. Like, you know, going going on to Reading stage, you know, Reading Festival stage and like literally the crowd pelting us with shit. Like, you know, like having shit. That like, was that tribalism. Coming yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And like, I was, and I, and I went. So you went on to stage at Reading. Right, first Reading performance. Yeah. And like, and, and like people were like, like. This was Fight Star. Fight Star, yeah. Throwing shit. And I, and I walked out on stage. I literally walked out on stage and I just held my hands out and I said, look, I understand why this is going on. I said, I want you to throw everything that you can at me Kidding and, I, and I will stand here and I will take it. So I, and, and, the, and then the Five Star Boys came and stood next to me and they stood brother, you know, brothers in arms kind of thing. And they just threw and they threw and they threw and they threw and I was like, psh, psh, psh. I was like, yeah, great, great, great. And they stopped. And I walked back to the mic and I said, Okay, are we done now? Can I just play a song and you can you, can you <laughs> listen? To, can you can you can you yeah exactly? Face, yeah. Can you listen to the song? Can you listen to the set and then see what you think? And the fuck, the whole mood changed and suddenly Amazing. this pit opened up and it was like no it was one way. of the best. And then we played, came back, played the main stage in front of like sixty thousand people the next year, and it was fucking insane. That's and so I feel like that was one of my pr- most proudest what, moments. What a feeling, that yeah. I, well, I mean, honestly, it's like fucking Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's like, it's like it, it, it was trial by fire. And I think people, people seeing that I was understanding of their anger at whatever they were perceiving that, mm-hmm. you know, was wrong with me doing this, whatever. I understood it. And, and I, I just wanted people to listen. And, and if they listened and they liked it, then great. If they didn't, then fine. But I just wanted it to be judged on what they were hearing, nothing else. And I think that whole attitude it's through those years. True musician. Yeah, well, it was, it's what, to got, what got us to where we were. And, you know, Firestar ended up, you know, cre- have, creating a big sort of um, very, very passionate following, which still exists today. And I think it's because of that, you know, it was it was a, a, a unique set of circumstances. It says true emotion and true like drive to create that. And yes, I think people obviously recognize that. at first they're gonna like have that hatred. I think it also puts a massive spotlight on that like 
kind of commoditization of and just like commercialization of everything. So you were seeing so much in that lane. Yes. They just couldn't. They couldn't, they could just like, their head exploded. And then you had to almost explode their heads for them to then them come back down to earth and go, oh, I know they were sold to me as that product. Yes, but, actually, but I think that's what made it even more powerful. Yeah, no, Because it challenged yeah. people's inner perceptions of everything. <laughs> when they're like, hang on a minute, I kind of like this, but I, how do I like it? This is, do you know yeah. what I mean? Overload. I'm a bit more pissed to think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's, it, so it was amazing, man. But So you leave Boston, you go and do Fight Star, and you you, you know subconsciously you're like well this is going to be a weird change for everyone yes. but there's no social media so you don't get that immediate response how do you know well I, I, like- I started knowing because of the support we started getting in the media actually like magazines like Kerrang who were the sort of bastion of um, rock music a lot of, of a lot of their journalists were starting to support the band and like remember that the, the editor of Kerrang uh, Paul Brannigan at the time wrote this sort of um, editorial piece at the beginning just saying you know, there's a lot of talk about this band Firestar and Charlie, and um, but he went on to say that he thinks that the first Firestar record was one of the best UK uh, rock debuts ever, and and that and just that that sent shockwaves, I think, through the industry for, for someone of such sort of clout and and um, mm-hmm. influence to say that really that was a that was a big meter for me to think, okay, well this. The, the, this is shifting somehow and, and mm-hmm. I feel like people are starting to you know come on board with this and and, and that was a real ch- changing point but you're right you know on social media it's also instant that you sort of get get a gauge but um, back then we didn't have it so we sort of had to rely on on the sort of pieces coming out from journalists who, are, who I, I guess are the sort of tastemakers of what they were thinking because that was the only yeah did, way we could navigate did doing Fightstar, I mean obviously I know you're very grateful for the buses stuff. did, did Fightstar feel like a closer union between sort of success and your true kind of creative, like passion. I yeah, I get, I get, I get at the time um, it, it did because for a start I had full control over it. You know, it wasn't, there was, we sort of said goodbye to the whole, um, you know, we, we, record companies would come to us and we would, we would be deciding what the you artwork was going to be. We were going to be deciding what we did. We made our own videos. We, you know, it was, it was a, it was a huge you sense did of everything. Yeah. 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 You've seen the documentary 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So, so they're awesome. And I, and I, and it's, and, and it's, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was having that control just was like elation to me. It was like, yeah. oh my God, you know, this is, mm. I can choose. Yeah. I can choose. But, but funny enough, like fast forwarding to when Busted got back together, um, and did a reunion tour in 2016, like, um, which, by the way, was wild. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> people went myself <laughs> freaking nuts. Yeah, it was insane. But then, but the cool thing about doing busted again at that time was that ever we we did have control again. So it's this whole thing of like it was, and, and I love doing the busted thing. And like, do you know what I mean? Busted is 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 such a great output and uh, you know the songs are banging and i think that it was it's a fun it's a fun thing to do do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and and again we have an incredible fan base um who are very passionate about it but it, it, doing busted these days is so much better because of it's it doesn't have the things i hated back then yeah do you and know what you're I mean? also bringing people together like the, the old audiences are sort yeah. of reuniting over it so it's yeah quite a nice feeling. no it's awesome I, honestly i feel it's a, I wouldn't, I went for years without talking. I wouldn't, I would tell journalists, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I went for years with, I just, I shut down. So I shut true. down to put, my, I put it to the back of my head. I couldn't even deal with, you know, the words being spoken. And it was like, Buster getting back together the first time was like, a, it was like a, an open therapy for me. Of course. Do you know what I mean? And, and, I, and I would feel like if anyone said, 
you know, anyone said anything to me in the street, or whatever, I would just, I'd get angry. Like, I had so much fucked up shit in my head. Why? Where's that from though? Why? I, why? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what, maybe it's just the, the suppression of the, um, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know what it was, but like I, I went through a tough time because I couldn't, I had, I, I couldn't process it properly and being able to talk. I feel like people didn't understand, people that didn't understand me and where I came from yeah. or my story, like, I found it hard to talk to them because I felt like there's so much that you don't know about me. That, you know, if you're passing judgment on things that I've done, you don't know anything. anything. And that's a hard yeah, thing yeah. to do. I guess you probably just gave up. Yeah, so, so I was just like, to, just shut it you down. You can't communicate. Exactly. No one's exactly. listening. So, so, you know, if I, if I was, if I was, and it, it, you know, if I went, I was out partying and I you went back, you know, you sat around a sofa with a glass of wine or whatever, and and, and you open up about it, you can talk about it and you, and, and, you know, people will end up understanding because you've got time to talk. You don't have that time when you meet people for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. could- But I want to get into that because I, I want to, because that for me is, so it, I, okay. You know, I did Made in Chelsea and part of me, just my, my toes curl up and things like that. But actually it's my past and what I've done and actually being proud of it's probably a bit better. And I could go down the other route going, uh, and I got friends who like you can't stand talking about it. And then I saw, Harry Styles, when he, I think he won the Brits or when he won the Grammy, he got up on stage and he has the, the whole world is listening, right? The whole yeah. world is listening to him. He can say fucking anything he wants to. And he says, I want to thank my four brothers. I know. Well. And he says, I want to thank the X Factor. And you've got other people from the X Factor completely denied. And I thought, I was like, that's cool. I know, maybe but that's the Owning thing. But, that, but that's exactly it. And it took me a while to get there. Like, and when I got there, I just felt free. I felt like, because it, because I was like, also fuck you to anyone that doesn't get it anyway. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, it's, I, I'm very, very, you know, I'm proud of everything I've done. And, and that's the thing. If I was sat here not being proud of something that I'd done, that would be much harder. But I, yeah. I, I love all the stuff you, that I've done and yeah. I've made decisions in my life to make sure that carries on. Now, if I get to the point where I do something that I'm not proud of, then that will be very difficult. But I don't think I ever will because I think I have such a, an ingrained yeah. navigation as to what I think. Yeah. The, do you yeah, mean you, you have totally. to you have to pay tribute and homage to like the whole journey? Absolutely you right. You can't lie about it. You can't, and also you can't. It's dishonest. It is dishonest, and also you can't. Every decision that you make leads to another one, and I and I don't believe I'd be sat here today if I hadn't made the decisions I made. And you've got to be happy with those because they were made for the right reasons. Every single one of them, whether it was yeah. um, whatever I've done, you know, it's it's tough. And I and I think that. Um, that was really cool of Harry Styles. I agree. I think that was, was a really cool. nice moment. Yeah, it was a wicked moment. But it, I, 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 sorry, I just, I'm so intrigued with this because the psychology of it. it. If I was a, look, maybe I'm being too personal to you, but if I was a psychologist and said, okay, where, where did that originally, that sort of anger come from about wanting to reject what was going on? <laughs> because I think, thing? because I think it was the like moments, it was like moments at Reading Festival. It was like, it was the yeah, moments, it was the moments of rejection for people that didn't understand me. Yes. And like, and, and, and they were judging something that was completely misguided. And like, you know, it's, it's, that's the, that's the anger that built in me. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and I used that to, to you know, and, 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 and I, but I, but I completely understood that that would happen. And I completely understood that this would be a process to go through. And I decided to embrace it and think, do you know what, I'm just going to try and, let the music do the talking and everything else. And I think that it, it was a hard thing to do, but it, like it, it was the only way really. That's amazing. Cause it is reject rejection in any form. Yeah. is So tough. Yeah. Especially when you've had a lot of success. Well, so like I, I feel like that's another thing in my later life. 
whether it's doing my own stuff or doing anything, you know, when you, when you have big success when you're young, in a way you always live in the shadow of that. And like, for me, sometimes I think to myself, oh, it'd be nice to come out as, with, 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 as an, with a project that when no one knows it's me, because it's like, there's no prejudgment on anything that I've done. And it's like, that has, that has taken a toll on my mental health in the last few years. Like, Mm. Always feel, always feel like feeling like you're in the shadow, yeah, of, of your own success. Like, and if, if if something that you do isn't that successful, then it won't be perceived as being successful, and that's a hard I, weight I to think take. That's where you got to really start to reframe what success is. Cause Absolutely that, right. That, that former success was a kind of a more fabricated. Yeah, wasn't as true to you. Yeah, but but I can see how that must be quite difficult to like. Yeah, because you're just measuring everything. Like I know every time, and it and it, it can be really corrosive. I think it can be. Yeah, it, to your own mind. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. So, uh, yeah, and and I think when you're positioned in one place and you, you're trying to step away to do other things and it's still there, it's, it's, it's quite a hard thing yeah. to handle. I, I totally get it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You, but you, you now have two kids. You have, yes. well, you have all these different things. Yeah. How, what is, what is being a parent? How tricky is that compared? Oh my to God. Being a parent. Stressful. It's, um, it's, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And my life force now is with them. Like, it's funny because all these things we've been talking about are all quite selfish things. Do you know what I mean? It's all about my life and what I'm doing with my career. And what's so nice about having kids is that I don't, that's just so second tier to me now. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. my kids are everything to me. Um, you know, the decisions I would make, you know, they would influence my decision more than anything else now. Do you know what I mean? So really? I feel like, I feel like when they are in my life force, you know, so it's been an amazing experience, um, you know, to, to become a parent and, you know, it, I just, it just made me happy. Does it make you artistically write things differently? Do you, do you, do you become softer almost? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I guess, I guess so. Like I, I've, you have to, I, I, to write a lot of lullabies. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's like when, when, when twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but my kids, my kids are really into it, man. Like they, yeah, they've been they've been super supportive of me. Um, you know, it's really funny. Like that whole we you know, did the mask thing recently. Like, yeah, what, what, you're what, amazing. What, no, yeah. what, what, watching them, like, did you not? Did you not? I didn't tell them. So I that like them. blew yeah. their yeah, yeah, that blew their mind, dude. Like when they That's took so when I took the thing off and they were like, like J Jake was my, my youngest was kind of like took him about ten minutes to get his head round how it had all happened, and he was like, "How is this?" He looked, <laughs> oh, you there? He looked quite disturbed by it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's okay, Jake." It's fine. You, know that, you know that moment we're talking about most disturbing movies. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. It's like, my dad in a rhino costume. <laughs> what the fuck? My dad's what? a shapeshifter. <laughs> Dude, that is that is wicked. That yeah. we get to share that. Oh, it was amazing, and that's the thing. Like they haven't seen me do a gig yet, so you know we're going to be doing um, you know the next shows that I do. I really want them to come um, and experience that because you know they they both love music i think that they're um how, how old are your kids that's seven and, seven and five so young okay 
young. But um, do they? Do you think they've got a perception of kind of like the life that? that I you know what? I was, talking, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I don't think they do. I think watching shows like The Masked Singer, that was really weird for them because just seeing me on TV was weird for them. Yeah, like they couldn't quite compute that. Um, so I, I basically, I released an EP recently called yeah. Kafari, which is um, which had an original song on it, but also had uh, sort of reimagined versions of songs from the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, that was a really, a can, really fun time. Can you, can you imagine like never not touring? And never not performing. Yeah, so this this happened during the pandemic, and that hit me really hard because, like, I can't imagine it. And and being being at home with like and all of the plans that you know that everyone had being shelved was mm-hmm. was tough. But I sort of used that um, to really focus on um, my production side of of uh, of my creative output. And I built a recording studio at home, and I really basically just spent two years um, on a you know production course you know really teach myself wow. how, to, how to produce my own music and and that's been a really interesting thing because like now i have this whole other thing that i can um because it was scary you know, you i don't I was, need anyone else then yeah, yeah well no this, i wanted to be able to sort of make you know right everything stops exactly it stops and it, it shows and your the, purpose goes yeah and the fragility it shows the fragility of being an independent artist mm. um it was scary you know I, that that was that was like, oh wow you know i i don't have any thing like to do right you now you don't have tiktok to uh, <laughs> exactly. no, but you don't you don't have that you don't have that net like well, exactly yeah it's and, if, you know, and it kind of feels like that you, you feel suddenly very um fr- uh, vulnerable in that um, situation so i really wanted to focus on on you know doing something um which i could do um you know outside of touring basically if, if i wanted to stop touring one day i wanted to think what the fuck would i do do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so this was something that was really um, cool to 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 do and and a, and a new sort of creative force to harness in a way. I feel like it equipped a lot of people with like alternative ways if their current thing kind of fell through. They yes, sustain themselves. Absolutely right. And I mean, if, if that if, for the, for people like you know our crew on tour, they were f- absolutely but, shafted. Yeah, mm. that's you know, and that's and, really and, 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 the, and the, you know. Not, not really political on it, but like you know, the government kind of saying, "Yeah, you better just retrain to something else." Yeah, pivot. It is, pivot it, into pivot. what? Pivot into <laughs> what? Ross Geller, pivot. 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 Towards the arts and especially yeah, well, I, the I, yeah. events industry was very I felt yeah, I think it was very, very disappointing, let's put it there. Yeah, um, disappointing. You know, <laughs> it's a very nice. Really yeah, disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not angry here, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but did, but it, it, yeah, it, it, it would have been tough and it, it would have been really tricky, especially if that's your whole life. It's 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 hard. It's suddenly put on pause. Yes. And that's like a really difficult thing to to deal with emotionally, mentally, everything. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that was that, that, that was tough. I mean, that, that was I'm I'm not alone in that fact. There were lots of um, you know my friends and colleagues who who would have been in the same position. What's interesting, right, is that you you're a young guy still, right? And you ish, yeah, but ish. but you are young compared to like life, right? You're a young guy. You've lived a life already. Typically, what happens? This is what the sort of um, tough thing. You know, you sit with sportsmen, right? And you know, and again with artists as well. And there is in the arts world, there is this weird thing, right? You would never go to a dentist 
say, yeah, you're, you're a bit old to do this, aren't you? Or, you know, depends how old they were. But you know what I mean? No, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no but chance. It does have, you, but you have had this, you know, sportsmen get it a lot. They tell yeah, you early four. They do. Like, you know, now you've got to stop yep. doing a fine else. Yeah. You've lived this life already. Yeah. Do you sometimes feel that like, Jesus, I've lived, had an existence before my actual existence has yes, started? Yes, yes, I do feel like that. And sometimes. that's an intense thing. Yeah, to- that, that, I think that sort of, that sort of weighed, I think the, I think the pandemic, for some reason, I don't really know why, enhanced that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was like, shit, I'm you know, 36, or at the time I was 35 and like, you know, that I've got a lot of life left, hopefully. So young. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, and I think that's why partly I was, I was excited about this production thing because I was like, it's almost like doing a new thing, a new career thing that will be a nice thing to do alongside other stuff, you know? I got a question for you. If you could perform with, firstly, if you could perform with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be, collaborate with? And secondly, if you could create a song, a track yeah. that you would make with him, but it would be an existing track. What would you do? Um, the artist. Oh, that's such a tough one. Um, or I, band. Yeah, bands. Can say I, like, I feel like it's, it, I don't know, man. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like I, one band that I, I, w- I was I, I gutted never to see is Nirvana. Like, I feel like that would have just been, because of, because of the, of what happened it's a great shout to, uh, because of what happened to society at that time i feel like it was such an incredible you know those kind of shows uh, would have just had the maddest energy because it was such a sort of counterculture movement we were literally having this exact conversation this is the second time with us two. really yeah. yeah yeah and it's like it was it was such a counterculture moment and and i just feel like to have been part of that thing in the audience, you know, people see people just careering over the crowd onto stage and them just, it was just a complete fuck you kind of moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that would have been really cool to see. So, um, you know, I'd probably, I'd, that would have been, well, a great gig to see. And I think Kirk Cobain is an absolute uh, legend, so. And what track, what, what track would you perform with? Um, I don't know, man, I think. Um, That's a really big question. Yeah, that is a big question. <laughs> Do you know what, I, th- I think that, I, that, that he did an, I, I actually, my favorite Nirvana performance actually is probably the um, uh, the Unplugged in New York. Oh yeah, you remember that? And uh, he did an amazing cover of "Man Who Sold the World," and that, uh, that would have been. A, I'd love to have performed that track with him. It would have been awesome. Dude, I love it. Listen, buddy, um, we've taken up a lot of your time. I want to say a big thank you, man, for coming. Dude, it's actually been, I've have really, enjoyed really it? enjoyed yeah, it. Dude, and, yeah, and it's been so fun. And it's just amazing. Firstly, you just, make it very comfortable to chat. Oh, man, no, you've been the greatest. And thank you for opening up because I think sometimes it's hard to do those things, especially for anyone, it's hard to do that. So yeah. I just really appreciate it. Thank you, listen, we can listen to all your music, right? And You can, yeah. So I've got all my, uh, all my, my solo. So my latest EP, uh, Kafaru, has just come out. Um, and yeah, I mean, but there's also some big buster plans in the works. So uh, yeah, so can you give us anything? we can. I mean, uh, yes, we, we've we've announced a big thing. Just go on to um, type in Google "busted" and some, <laughs> It'll come up. So, yeah, we're gonna leave the link below <laughs> in the description anyway. Where where is it being performed? How many? What are the dates? Uh, so the dates is going to be throughout September. Um, we're going to be doing um, yeah, Funches playing the O2 in September as well. So you guys should come down to that, dude. I would freaking um, love. Yes, you should come down to that. Absolutely love that. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, let's do that, dude. Please, that. Yeah, would yeah I'll be... get you on. I'll get you. Get, get oh guys my god! Oh, Just uh, before you guys want to uh, performing uh, performing live in front of a crowd like the O2. What is it? Oh my God. Like, the, is there the, nothing the, like yeah, it? So, so the O2 wasn't built when we, uh, when Buster sped up. 
uh, the first time, you know, when when, yeah. when 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 things ended in 2005, the OG wasn't built. So I, I remember when it got built, I was like, fuck, man, that looks like the <laughs> most- like boys. But I remember, I remember, so when we did get back together, I was super excited about playing that. Cause I love Wembley. I feel like Wembley is an incredible arena. And we've, mm -hmm. we've actually- How many tickets did you sell in Wembley? So we, 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 we held the record for the most shows ever played at Wembley at, okay. in one year. So we did, we did 12 shows. <laughs> In, in, and then I think One Direction pipped us about five years later. But, the, um, but yeah, so so I feel like there's, there's almost like a spiritual home I have at, at Wembley because we we had so many great shows there. But then I was super happy to play the O2. And I remember we came up through these trap doors and I literally felt like I was in Gladiator. It's got that epic because because it goes so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it just felt like this. I was like, oh my God. So many people. <laughs> so many, like, exactly. You're like Fantasia. Yeah. Like, you can literally go, what? Go, I know, but it's just because it goes so, it goes so high. You know, the American style arenas, which I think this, it was sort of built as a sort of basketball vibe arena. You know, we don't have arenas really. I mean, in Manchester they have one, but they go so high. So everywhere you look, it's just, it's amazing, man. It's an amazing feeling. Mm. Dude, amazing. I just want to say appreciate coming on. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for listening to me waffle. No, it was great. Everybody will see you next week. Goodbye. Oh. Oh man, that was. Oh man, that was incredible. That was. Thank you. What a great dude. Cause I've been to the year three. We're gonna have to tie you down. Oh my god. Strain you. I was really. You're, you're gonna. At, at one point when he was laughing, I was like, ha ha ha, laughing. I actually heard you. I actually heard you on the mic under your breath. I love you, Charlie. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I'm trying to laugh with him. You, uh, he's gonna regret inviting you to the gig. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> You're Charlie, gonna be there at the front. Charlie, I know you. <laughs> I love you. I own you. <laughs> I own you. It's shouting it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, we also have our social media channels: TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Go and check them all out. Private podcast, and we also have our private moments episodes on Monday, and our bonus episodes on a Wednesday also if you can take a little moment just go and subscribe to the show on Apple Spotify wherever you listen to it that would be a real help for us honestly a real help have a great day have a great week have a great weekend we'll see you soon see you soon bye, bye.